And welcome to episode 97 of Nobody Special. On this episode, we talk about finding joy in sorrow in Izzy the dog. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everybody, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and dog whisperer of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. We're back. Caleb, hello. Hello. I like how you say we're back, but it's just a regular schedule. I know. It's yeah. kind of fun. We're Caleb, back. did you catch the Golden Globes? <laughs> um... I caught some of them, yes. The Golden Globes were amazing, but only because Ricky Gervais, I think, got pre-drunk for the performance. Like, I don't know. He's, that man just, like, didn't care at all. Yeah. And said some things that needed to be said, I felt, and uh, called out some people that needed to be called out. Dang. Uh, Yeah. I haven't watched, I saw, like, a... It was like a montage on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, I want to watch that, but I was at work, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, why was on? Why was I on YouTube at work? I don't know, but I wasn't. <laughs> he was watching it later. Definitely not at work. Yes, yes. Got on it. On my lunch break. Got it. Okay. No, so he um started calling out jokes for... Um, you know, Epstein and Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein and all these things and just saying it's like, I didn't do it, you did it, you know, or like, be quiet, I know he's your friend and you had to find your own jet here. Like, Gosh. really horrible things. And, and people got upset, naturally, um, because he tends to be an upsetting character. Yeah. But I was thinking about that and just the role of the comedian and the court jester. Um, right. I mean, I mean, the idea of the comedian goes back to the court jester who had been the only person able to just openly mock th- the king. Yeah. And if, if a thing becomes... Or it was kind of a gauge to the culture that if the king, you know, killed the court jester, it meant everyone else is really in trouble because he's supposed to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be able to, like talk about the things that need to be talked about from a comedic perspective and kind of hide behind that a little bit. Right. But, but criticize things. Yeah. Um, and I feel as if that's the modern day comedian at this point, um, because they need to be able to talk about things that aren't getting talked about. And Gervais just kind of nailed it. I'm sorry. Ricky Gervais just nailed it. Yeah. It was crazy inappropriate. Um, but he did bring up the fact that too many actors don't actually know anything and they shouldn't, I use this time to make political statements, so just take their award, thank their agent, thank their God, yeah. and get off the stage. Um, and he said it much That's more funny. sweary, uh, but yeah. Man, I gotta, I gotta yeah, go watch man. this. <laughs> and then to counterbalance that, Tom Hanks got an award for basically being Mr. Rogers incarnate. Like I, I yep. don't know how else to put it. He's yep. like Tom Hanks got an award for being very nice and. And not sexually harassing people over the past decades, mm, mm. which is fair. Yeah. So if anything ever comes out on Tom Hanks, my whole life is a lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> what yeah, an awesome like, guy, man! I need him to just—he's doing good. Just, just keep, keep on going. The you weirdest this, thing Tommy. he's ever done. Oh, what do you think it is? 
Weirdest thing Tom Hanks has ever done. Weirdest thing Tom Hanks has ever done mm-hmm. has been. I don't know. I maintain it's the Carly Rae Jepsen music video where I spent the entire time thinking, is that Tom Hanks? <laughs> like, he's he's uh, dancing and singing to Carly Rae Jepsen. Right. Doing the, I really, 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 really like you. And it's just like... It's, That's great. It's Carly Rae Jepsen's voice, but it's Tom Hanks dancing and singing in the middle of the street with an ensemble behind him. And it's just like... I did yes. not know I needed this. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I, I needed this, and I did not know I needed this. So, yeah. I wonder how that came about. Yeah. Did Carly Rae Jepsen just be like, oh, "I don't know, ask Tom Hanks," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, why not? I got a date." All right. But, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I was yeah. reading this whole uh, like Twitter thing of like tweets mm-hmm. uh, where people met Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest thing ever. There was this guy, and he's like, he was really. There's a big snowstorm, and uh, my car broke down, mm-hmm. so I pulled off the side of the road. It was completely – I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, this car pulls up behind me. The guy gets out, and he helps me with my car. Um, you know, we get it fixed, and after it's all over, we introduce ourselves, and it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> right. He was like, wow. <laughs> and I'm never also, sure if those stories are real or not. I know, right? I don't care. I just want to believe it. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, that's fake. Yeah. Right? How would yeah. you not recognize that that's Yeah, Tom this Hanks? didn't happen, but I'm also going to perpetuate the story. I mean, it's the same thing about the Keanu yeah. Reeves stories. Yeah. We're like, now those do take It's a, turning into like Chuck Norris. Right. Except nice right. guy with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Chuck Norris is a nice guy. Well, yeah, he's a nice guy. A crime is scared of Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yes. Crime checks for Chuck Norris under its bed every night. <laughs> Chuck Norris is crazy short. Is he? Yes, he's like 5'4 or something. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere. That. No. I thought it was going to no, be a no, Chuck no, Norris no. joke. No, I just I don't get <laughs> to talk about that often and needed to. Yeah. I, I think he is. Hold on. How this tall is... is Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris is 5 feet 10 inches tall. Hey. That's how tall, well, I'm I mean, a bit Chuck Norris that, is five ten, a normal, reasonable height for any human being. Who am I <laughs> yeah. thinking of? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, man. So, Caleb, how's your week been? My week has been good. It is been recovering from the the break of like New Year's and mm-hmm. the holidays. It always feels weird coming, yeah. at, like whether it's school or work. I mean, this right. is my first time coming back into work, but right. uh, it's been good. In, in finding a a rhythm again that was the, right i got to a point that i because they closed the office a couple of days and i was like i need to go in because i need a, a rhythm of being in a job i mean i'm still new to this job a little bit i'm six months in but i need that i don't rhythm. know that sounds like a workaholic to me no well, danny is a workaholic let me just uh talk about this really quick because I? it's definitely yes you were working constantly i don't know if you noticed that but uh you are whether it's on gospel outposts or uh, like regular work, yeah. you are actually working constantly. That's not a good thing. Don't smile. I see your little yeah. smirk. Yeah, I'm driven. <laughs> no, that's a bad thing. No, because like in the back of my head, I'm always scared I'm being lazy. No, you're not being lazy. No, like, dude, it is not on the notes. We're not scheduled to talk about this today. <laughs> yeah. I am low-key scared I'm always not working enough. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, but with that said, I'll be at church for twelve hours tomorrow. Or yeah, <laughs> literally, it's annoying. 
my parent, both of my parents are the same way. And it, I literally have to force, I had to force my mm-hmm. mom to be like, so, stop working, just watch a TV show maybe, and don't send out emails. <laughs> maybe, Caleb, yes. when everyone around you is working, it's a sign should be working that too. you could be more industrious. No. Out there getting it. Get that side hustle. You like, know? I, I'm I sorry bought, if you're on the video and I saw bought a what laptop I just, did there. just so I could edit videos and mm-hmm. do work at home, mm-hmm. and I still don't work as much as you do. <laughs> I actually um, I switched to the desktop computer when my laptop died mm-hmm. because I was working too much, just like all the time. Um, so I scaled back, and then someone it figured out. It didn't work. No, no, it did. No, this is scaled back. And then someone figured out this. They could put a... They could put a keyboard uh-huh. on an iPad. And now he just works all the time. But it yeah. doesn't work as good. I Sorry, need the laptop Sorry, I, I just again. very much dislike when people work all the time. Why but I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's stuff I enjoy. That's why, I don't know if you've noticed, I like going out when we hang out because you're not working. <laughs> Dang. Got him. I know. It's already a hard <laughs> episode, and we're just laying into me. Sorry. A let's bit. Uh, let's continue on Caleb's before we're actually fun talking of me for about working too hard <laughs> and giving him a podcast. To, nope. Oh. This is this might get cut. <laughs> giving okay. me a podcast. Giving you a podcast. Giving you, you want to fight, Danny? <laughs> giving you a home that you can live on. No. Um. I mean, I know, but I enjoy it, and I'm. Oh my gosh, I did just create like four more projects I need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, a little bit. But I like it, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> okay. No time for dates. I'm working. Um, don't follow that <laughs> rabbit trail. Just let that one go, yeah, please. I, just let that I'm one gonna go. I'm going to let it die. Thank you. That'll be the conversation we have after the podcast. Uh, no, yeah, I've been... I'm going to really swing back about five minutes. Um, trying to find a, a rhythm again because mm-hmm. uh when you're working at church in december you just don't have one it's like you work now so yeah. like, woo, woo. <laughs> it, kind of same thing in easter um i appreciated that in it was it was the only time i've heard a church just talk open and say holy week's gonna be a busy week just don't schedule anything for like three weeks prior yeah I'm like that's awesome. That's all I've wanted churches to say is like, we're going to work you hard. And then after you're going to take some days off. And I'm like, yeah. I love my bosses for saying that. Like, yeah. like I'm, I will work you hard and then calibrate. I mean, like, don't, <laughs> right. don't keep that pace. So, yeah. But I've, I've been excited about getting back in and finding a, a rhythm, starting to change some things up and adjust things and make them my own a little bit. But yeah, yeah. but it's been hard finding that. A rhythm a smidge because of things that have happened mm-hmm. there we go that's our lead-in that's our lead-in so take it from here caleb um so this episode is going to be a bit more on the serious side and we need there... a fireplace in the background <laughs> <You're> just like <laughs> the lighting just changes um yeah so we'll i'll tear a bandit off um yes my dog at the at the beginning of December passed away, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't want to talk about it on the pod. I'm sorry, I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. Yes. And that is now the third thing I have used my 
executive privileges on. <laughs> We're like, we should talk about it. And I'm like, you can shut up right now. Uh, give me a I bit. didn't pressure you. Oh, I know. I, I know. I was like, like, I think we should talk about it mm-hmm. and at I, some point. That's I, all I said. I went for the executive producer card. And went, <laughs> like, just in case I had it cocked and loaded. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. We, no, no. Got to talk about it soon. Got to, no. So um, when we figured this is a good time. Instead of on our hundredth episode, but before it, yes. I'm gonna make really uncomfortable jokes. This one, so, I know. Uh, this so is what you do. What had happened is uh, three years prior, I took her in because she had a massive infection. I found out, um, mm-hmm. and also I had them check out a, a spot. Uh, it turns out it was cancer. Now the dog at that point was 13, um, and and I asked the doctor. I said like, "Is it time?" And the doctor said, oh, and also because it's a dog, this is going to sound really heartless, but uh, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So I said, anything beyond $2,000, I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Which even that number, he <laughs> still can't. He's still gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was willing to stress myself two thousand dollars of money I didn't have instead of like ten thousand. So right. Um, and she hadn't eaten in four days, and and the doctor said, okay, so here's the deal: the infection is unconnected to this. That is cancer. Um. So. <laughs> The infection will clear up, and she's going to have a lot of energy. Now, this breed of dog tends to be 13 to 15 on average. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can take her into additional surgery because it's not in the same place as the infection that they actually had to take some parts out. Um, and I can take her into surgery later, do this, spend thousands of dollars, and to be honest, it's probably not going to add or take away a single day from her uh you know just any of it it's 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 going to be the thing that gets her at some point mm-hmm. or we can treat the infection and when it's time it's time and i said i i'm i'm against the extreme measures for animals mm-hmm. i mean i'm yeah. not going to put a dog through chemo right that's torture mm-hmm. um for a 13 year old dog <laughs> to go through chemo i'm i'm not all about it i just so i said like all right i will i'll walk this out and uh uh, december was the day i well it was kind of around thanksgiving i said like we're there so and -hmm. then some stuff escalated and i was like okay yeah we're there so uh the dog is the dog has passed and Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah yeah so I do miss her. She was a she was a goofy yeah. dog. Um, I mean, it's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. I think obviously for you, but like even mm-hmm. the people around you that have met yeah. Izzy. I mean, she is she's so she's cute. A, she's a goober. Yeah, she was a goober. She's a man. goober. She has sass. Mm-hmm. Um, she's cute, but yeah. like so she. Yeah. Uh, a, a mom and dad and I talked because when I first got her, I was at home, but mom and dad were in Montana. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I still think there's parts of the story mom and dad haven't heard. Uh, but it's okay. They don't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Um, 
uh, uh, Katie and Clifton, actually, who are planting Redline Church in California. Please go support them. Drop them loads of cash because they're amazing. This yes. is not a paid ad, and they don't know I'm doing this, but they're <laughs> doing great stuff. So go support Redline Church, California. Uh, they had found this dog just, like, wandering around the streets, yeah. um, and they already had two dogs and a new child, I think. Um, I think... Was that? I, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, it, was, it was around that time. So I go, oh, yeah, they text and say, hey, Danny, do you need a dog? And I'm like, uh, I'll come uh, meet it. I don't know if I can get a dog. My parents aren't even home, and I'm still at home. Um, and if it hates me, I'm not going to commit to trying to bring home a dog that tried to bite me. And I go over to yep. their house, and this dog just comes out, leans on my leg, and stares up at me. And I'm just like, oh, man, <laughs> get in the car. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I don't have a leash. I don't have food. I don't have a bed. I don't have a cage. I right. have nothing. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to get it. I don't know how I'm going to get a leash because, like, I don't know where to put you while I'm getting a leash. Right. No idea. I'll figure it out. And uh, the dog chose me. Um, and then for a while, she didn't bark or anything. She was a nice dog. The, now I will say the first thing she did coming home, yeah, um, is she ran into mom and dad's room, peed, and then tried to run out the back door to the back yard. But like it, one does, it was a sliding glass door, <laughs> so she just she really rammed the sliding glass door, Damn. like to the point that she would not go through until I waved my hand to show her there's nothing there for like three weeks. Yeah. I was like, do you want to go outside, Izzy? She's like, you first, nerd. <laughs> like, uh, I know this trick. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I had, uh, uh, I texted mom because I knew I had a better chance with mom than I did dad. Um, <laughs> Which I'm not proud of. I'm not pitting them against each other because I only asked one. Uh, so right. I said, like, don't you think it's time to get a dog? It's been a bit because our previous dog had died like four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, it's like, it might be time to get a dog, don't you think? And mom says, I don't know. Can we talk about this after we get back from Montana? And I was like, uh, I mean, I just, uh, Katie oh, and Clifton, no. <laughs> they found a dog. And, and I'm texting, and that's when I got the phone call from mom. And I'm like, all right, game on. Here we go. Here we go. I got to – let's warm up. Let's warm up. Let's go, hey, mom, how's your trip going? I miss you guys so much. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's great because she's like, what would you do? You know, like, yeah. here, I'll send you a picture. Um, and I sent her a picture of Izzy. And uh, I hear the phone like, ba-ding. Pause. Tap tap. Oh. <laughs> and as soon as mom said, she's like, "Oh, oh, I have to talk to your father." And I'm like, "Doesn't matter. I'm in. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Got him." <laughs> so yeah, then she proceeded to uh, sleep on top of tables, chew up my passport, um, mm. and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. But yeah, fun. Yeah, she was a she was a goober. She slept on tables. Yeah. Yeah. And jumped like a deer. It was crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, it was good. I think I had her like 10, 11 years. But yeah. It was, it was it was a good run. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's, I remember you telling the, uh, the story. I mean, it's crazy. I 
mm-hmm. I mean, I came into your life a bit, I don't know how long after that, probably like a while, if I had to guess. Um, Not a long while, no. It was, it was pretty close to about the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, you were telling me about like the sprinkler story. Dude, yeah. I found those on Facebook, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. showed me some. Yeah. Yeah. She just attacked the sprinklers. She'd never seen sprinklers before. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she did that for 30 minutes. I'm like, that's exhausting. So, yeah. That was yeah. cute. Um, um, and then just over time, um, you start to get older. Uh, she pro- probably the thing I was most grateful for, it was uh, when, well, the whole cause of like Project Joy, that was a, a year I needed her a lot. Because mm-hmm. I was working like, ha, I think I'm bad now. I was working crazy dumb hours uh, for a year and just really lone while I was depressed. Um, yeah. And uh, it was a nice to have a dog to just come back to and just pet who loved me unconditionally and was excited to see me. And every time I came in, her head popped up. I'm like, Danny's home. Yeah. And I I needed that on days I was just having a a breakdown to just kind of the dog would come up and I'd pet the dog and it would be all right. It would be better. And I know it sounds strange and cliche, but right. Um, I mean, she's not an emotional support dog because Lord knows she doesn't pay attention to commands or anything else. But, yeah. um, <laughs> it was very, it was the dog I needed during the time I needed it. Right. So, yeah. And then towards the end she was slowing down and, uh, I made a promise to her that I'd walk her till the end um, mm-hmm. and be there when it happens. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I know they give the option to uh, not be there, and I just thought it's like that's not fair to her when they're scared and being poked and prodded and mm-hmm. to not be there. And I'm like, nope, I got to do this. So, yeah, yeah, took her in, and uh, she died in my lap, which was kind of yeah i it's weird to say this because um, I can't find a good word for it, but it was special or beautiful mm-hmm. to be there during that last moment right I mean it was a you know that was my dog, and I had to be there during that final time, and I don't think I would have been as okay as I had been if I hadn't done that. Right. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that was hard. So, yeah. Yeah. A dumb thing went in there. She still beelined it for the trash can in the room. <laughs> so I'm in there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Don't be weird. Like not to be weird any other day. Like don't, not today, please. So yeah, yeah she, that is she was snooping around the trash can. I'm like, well, that is, I, I've never understood that too. The obsession with trash. I remember mm-hmm. dog sitting. I don't mm-hmm. know where you were, but I just like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. just crash. Yeah, man. I'm like, what? What was that? Yeah. I'm like, get up and I'm walking around your mm-hmm. apartment and like the freaking bathroom trash can. Yep. Just like trash. Everywhere. She loves toilet paper. I don't know. No. <laughs> not use toilet paper because you flush that, but she loves. If like, I've blown my nose into it, she's yeah. like, I gotta know what that is. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Ugh. You gross, nasty thing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, kind of diving into the feelings of everything mm-hmm. a bit. I know it's hard, but like, what was, 
What was like the the hardest thing? Um, you know this this. I'm gonna say anything, and it's gonna sound as if I'm ungrateful to everyone who's been there. Izzy for a long time was my friend, like the mm-hmm. only friend I had at the time, and I had other friends, sure, but it it was. You know, I've talked about 2012 a bit that I moved out of a home I had grown up in. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents moved, just moved. Uh, my friends moved, like everyone moved, and and then I lost my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so it was just like, it was this period of the constant I had was my dog uh, who, right. who who helped me get through things and... Um, was very understanding of a dumb schedule when I had to take her out on walks at three thirty in the morning, and she's like, "I mean, yeah, okay, we'll do this, all right." Yeah. Um, and 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 she was just there the whole time, took care of her, she took care of me. Um, but it was it was hard just because part of what I <laughs> part of what I had to do. This was December early December. So the way the children's ministry content works mm-hmm. is you start a new theme every month. Right. Um, and this is also December. So there's like, everyone's prepping for Christmas stuff. So uh, after Thanksgiving, I kind of been thinking I may have to do this. And in the back of my head, I kind of knew it was time cause her cancer was progressing bigger and mm-hmm. grosser than. Yeah. So, and I just didn't have time to like think about that. So on Sunday, I put her I put her down on a Monday. On Sunday, we were starting a new topic on joy, <laughs> which was finding a way to be happy even when things don't go your way. And I had this mm-hmm. weird a moment of I have to stand in front of kids for like three hours and lie. Like I mean, there's no there's no other way to like, yeah. hey kids, I'm excited to be here. No, I'm not. Uh, it's like, this is a great topic that I'm super excited to talk about today. I would like to be anywhere but here right now. Um, and, and I had yeah. to be up and I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not up here all the time. I'm fairly standard. I'm goofy, but I, I'm not crazy. Do you know what I mean? I don't know about oh, that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't operate at a 10. I'm probably at about a 6 or 7. Yeah. And I tend to stay there. Uh, for children's ministry, I amp it up to like 8, 9, sometimes 10. Because um, to get their attention, get them excited about it, I have to model that to them. Yeah. Okay. So the whole time I have to be at like 8, 9, 10. And then um, uh, after that, we had to start practice for the 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 Christmas production called Jingle Jam, which is a comedic, <laughs> high energy, and I had to mm-hmm. smile and talk people through that. Right, and, and then I just uh, after that, <laughs> if I'm usually here, and then I have to be up here for a while. At some point, I gotta even the math out. Yeah, and so as soon as everyone left the rehearsal, I've now been up. For like six, seven hours, I just full on breakdown. Yeah, just like it was, it was hard because it, it was just I know I have to do this and it's time. So, and I had to make a step to schedule that because I couldn't not think about it anymore. I had to say like, "Hey, do you have openings tomorrow that I can bring my dog by?" And they're like, "Is everything fine?" And I'm like, 
I'm not answering that because I need to be up here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I had to I'd do that, and I called mom and dad and said it's time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So we all. That was the hard part about it is just getting to that choice of this is the right thing to do, even though it sucks. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Part of that, the whole idea of joy was sometimes if you're preaching and teaching, you end up just teaching more to yourself than the 30 kids that are in there staring at you. And it's like, is he okay? Like, he is, he looks like he's going through a thing. I'm like, fine, kids, just going to speak to myself for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just understanding that joy is learning how to be happy even when things don't go your way. I kind of disagree with the definition a little bit because it's it goes beyond happy, but it's yeah. There's joy in the middle of garbage. Right. And ha- needing to teach that it forced me to think about that and that was kind of a very helpful topic that I had to make myself teach. Yeah. So through this would you say you ever, like, found, like, how that works? You know, like, joy in, not about our circumstances, but joy just in everything. Like, would you say that you've found that through this? Um, I think, I mean, even the whole idea behind Project Joy and all that, it's about finding the hand of God in the everyday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, joy isn't based on a thing that's occurring. It's a, right. it's a thing that is inside of a person. It's a thing that wells up in them that understands that even if things are terrible, that God is there and God cannot be overcome. Mm-hmm. And there is a joy even in the midst of sorrow that comes out of that. Um, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I mean, I'll tell you, like, I would say yes. I mean, I know the answer mm-hmm. to that. Um, because when you're going through that, you know, the f- thing I notice the most is that, like, instead of, you know, talking about mm-hmm. the, uh, like, the heartbreak of it, you were talking about all the, the memories and yeah. how grateful you were for her. Yeah. And that really stuck out to me because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, that's right. what the the point of Project Joy is. Is just yeah. It's like even in the middle of the yeah. garbage, God is still present. I mm-hmm. mean, there was a a Project Joy post. Someone, um, they took a picture of the ceiling, uh, and 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 just that they got to see the ceiling again. That they that sound I'm not doing it justice at all. So sorry, my dude <laughs> for butchering your post. I apologize. Uh but just that that it's it's this weird place to get to find joy in 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 the mundane and in the garbage. Those are the two things that if a person can find joy in, then things are gonna be alright. That it's 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 getting to that conclusion that Every breath I take is a blessing from God. Right. And I can't take pictures of breaths, but I I know that if I am breathing in and breathing out, that I am blessed by God. Right. And and in some cases, if I have stopped 
breathing that I have gone on to be with God. And, 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 and those fundamental things are the foundation of joy in understanding that even if stuff goes totally off, God is still present. Yeah. Um, you know, part, part of it is when it happened on Monday, um, you know, yeah, if I hadn't been there, I, I don't think I would have had as much joy in it because I got to see the final moments and at some mm-hmm. point the dog because uh, she was sniffing everything and at some point she figured it out like we're there um, and she just came and crawled in my lap mm-hmm. and kind of knew like alright I'm good so yeah yeah so yeah I mean yeah and I got and to just kind of be there and pet her and yeah keep her calm so yeah and I th- I mean, once again, like, kind of getting on the line of questions, mm-hmm. it's not easy. I mean, even though there is joy and we find it in sometimes ways that other people won't even be able to understand, yeah. like, uh, or even see, you know, mm-hmm. but what are some kind of coping things that you did to bring yourself comfort, good or bad? Okay, so we'll start with bad because that one's easier. Because uh, I opted for those immediately. Yeah. Um, the weirdest part is walking out of the vet's office. Uh, actually, there's two weird parts to it. Is walking out because you just walk out and it feels wrong. Yeah. It's like I had a thing coming in and now I just like... I even asked, cause I, so I just get in my car now? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to pet the dog for a minute. And they're like, yeah, no, take as long as you need. I'm like, okay. And there's a door out here. If you want to just go out that door. I'm like, but then it's over. And it's like, you know, okay. So um, yeah. one of the things I did is I came home and did laundry immediately. Because I'm like, nah, I'm super not ready to talk about this. <laughs> like, I did a bunch of chores. It's the cleanest the apartment has ever been. Um, and then I went for a jog because uh, I needed to exercise and close the rings on my Apple Watch today or that day because I hadn't because I was just petting the dog. I didn't even get my stand hours. I'm like, I get those. Yeah. Um, and that was normally I'll, I'll, I'll bump a podcast or a kind of a sermon as I'm doing it. And I just like didn't, mm-hmm. and I was I gave myself time to think about it a bit, um, and I know there's another question that's coming up, so I'll save the end of that story for that. Um, but I spent a lot of time just trying to keep busy because I had to do Christmassy things, <laughs> and then uh, get through Jingle Jam, the Christmas thing. Um, and just, I think the Monday after Jingle Jam, because that was a Saturday, I had church on Sunday. And then a Monday, I just played Xbox for the whole day, I think. I was like, all right, we're going to just chill here for a bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I hadn't stopped until then, because I couldn't. Because um, if I had stopped, it would have... I would have had to deal with it, um, which I right. just didn't... That sounds bad. I didn't have time to deal with it. 
but I didn't. So like had to keep going. Uh, and it's important to take that time to just let things be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I did stay out more. I went over to people's place. I know I was over. I think like every day that week. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm coming over. It's because I didn't want to walk in my front door. Yeah. Uh, so I came over a lot, and that was very helpful, having people I could go to. That's a good, good method of yeah. just being able to be around people that understand. If I want to talk about it, I'll talk about it, and if I don't, you're going to shut the heck up. Um, yeah. There's a principle. Um, oof. It has Jewish traditions. I don't remember the name of it, so I apologize for that. But it's essentially ministry of presence of just being there with a person and do not say anything just be in their presence and let a thing be sad and i think people spend too much time trying to fix a thing when they need to just give it a chance to be sad right i mean i'm gonna be sad you know telling i mean not to be sad is gonna like why? Why should why should I not be sad? <laughs> Explain to me how don't be sad is fine or it's it's okay. Like it's not okay. Yeah. It's super not okay. <laughs> uh it's this is a sad thing. If I can't be sad at this, what can I be sad at? Um so having friends that just understand that is important and uh then just taking time and spending time in prayer and talking to God about the whole thing was very helpful to be honest. Yeah. And, I mean, I was, I don't know, I I think I had another question, but I don't you remember did. it, so. It was this one. Um, <laughs> well, 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 was there any part of scripture that stuck out to me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, while I was jogging, I just kind of got to, uh, it's, it actually starts off in the prophet Hosea, and then is echoed in... Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, um, where, O death, are your plagues, where, O grave, is your destruction? Mm -hmm. Um, And as as Paul's quoting it in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the uh, uh, mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory where O death is your victory where O death is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to God because God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of God because you know your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about it, it's like we spend so much time trying to dodge death. Uh, as as a people, as a society, we do everything possible to cheat death, to stay 
alive as yeah. long as all of us can. And death will find us all at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Christ, the sting of death, the permanence of death, doesn't stick. I mean, the body I have is going to die, but in Christ, I will... In in Christ, the power of death doesn't actually hold anything over me. Right. And being able to think about death was important. Um, I mean, I'm not going to claim, you know, I'm going to see Izzy in heaven or any of that. Uh, from a from a strictly theological perspective, I don't think there's strong enough evidence to say dogs go to heaven. I think there are dogs in eternity. I don't think my dog will necessarily be in eternity. Yeah. I don't know. God could just kind of decide to do that. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm all about it. Uh, but that's up to the sovereignty of God and not the point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 that doesn't diminish the blessing that Izzy had been during the time that I had her. Yeah. But 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 that overall that scripture I was just kind of jogging and kind of taunting death while jogging saying oh death where is your sting huh mm-hmm. this is supposed to hurt more and it hurts but it's not the end yeah so which is always weird to tempt death while you're jogging on hodges because <laughs> it's very near <laughs> yeah, like, uh-oh <laughs> i am way too close to the road to be speaking this brazenly <laughs> so yeah yeah that's good i mean and that that's just like speaks to the power of Christ mm-hmm. and I mean also to join all circumstances yeah. once again is that yeah we don't have to worry about death I mean we do because we're human and like it's mm-hmm. just our natural right you know right. flesh to right watch out for ourselves and mm-hmm. to not do dumb things right. for some people <laughs> right yeah um but be a good steward of the time we've been given. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. That's where it should more yeah, be motivated yeah. by is being a good steward of Yeah. What God has given us and right. that's our time here on earth. And I think that it's just so important to like I mean, for me for years that's like as a kid I was so scared of like mm-hmm. death and even as a Christian, like what would happen after am I truly right. saved? Right. Um, and, but once you're in Christ, it's just so freeing to know mm-hmm. that no matter what, there isn't an end to this. No matter what, we already have the victory. Yeah. In every circumstance, and in that, there's joy. And yeah, it's just such a such a good verse, mm-hmm. especially for topics like this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just as a motivation to live without fear and know that mm-hmm. God is in control of everything. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I mean that whole point at the end of Corinthians and and I'll be honest, I have mispreached that um well not mispreached it. I anytime there's a therefore you have to ask what it's there for. Uh <laughs> that a good interpretational so um the therefore dear brothers and sisters stand firm Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd always stopped at my, or or started at dear brothers and sisters stand firm. Let nothing move 
you always give you yourselves fully to the work of God. Um, I, I'd always started there preaching that when I needed to back up a paragraph and understand what it is they're talking about first, they're talking about standing, staring in the face of death and saying, it's like, uh, death has no sting because of that. Stand firm in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, because the worst a person can do is kill you and that won't stick. Stand firm in the Lord. Yeah. Because the worst thing that happens is inconsequential in, in, in the hands of a savior. Christ took our death for us. And I, I enjoy how the early church all throughout the, the new Testament, they didn't talk about death as death. They talked about it as just fell asleep. Yeah. As in it's, it's a not permanent thing. And we know they quote unquote died, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk about it as if they fell asleep because I'm going to see them again. And that to me is hope in, in the middle of a terrible situation. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've just kind of thought about that, that it's the, the therefore is there in the face of death. And even so, um, like, I, I feel like it's a common thing in our culture, um, especially in Christianity. Like, people mm-hmm. use this verse like, oh, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be sadness. Like you said, mm-hmm. oh, you should just be okay, you know, like mm-hmm. when, when something isn't okay. Right. And I would love for you to talk about, like, why is it okay to be not mm-hmm. okay? And... I feel like everyone has... Oh, can we make the funeral disclaimer? <laughs> can we make the funeral disclaimer? I feel very strongly about this one. What? Don't say dumb garbage at funerals. Yeah. Uh, here's what I mean. <laughs> if, and I've heard this one, um, if you're at a funeral for a child and the mom and dad are crying because their child is dead, now is not the time to say, it's okay, God just wanted to snatch him up into heaven. Ugh. <laughs> really dude what? like now the i'm so sorry for your loss and then you move on like there's not much else beyond that yeah. tell them that you're sorry empathize a bit cry yeah. with them don't try and make this okay there's nothing that's gonna make this okay it's not okay death although everyone does it is not natural mm-hmm. we were not intended or designed to die we did that on our own in genesis 3 we brought in death yep <laughs> god didn't bring us in to die it's like i look a death came about because we had one thing to do don't eat from a dumb tree and we're like but it might taste good like yeah because someone someone was talking to a snake and some other bigger idiot didn't say anything to that yeah he never stopped to say like that's weird yeah shouldn't be talking to animals like that like yeah a way to go adam you know and i don't i've never understood like that motivation like i know mm-hmm. it's generally it's in good it's in good heart you right know, like Right. They, I know that you know those people. Mm-hmm. They care about you, and mm-hmm. they're just not all great at articulating. No, it. It, it is, and I'm probably being too harsh for anyone who said that stuff. I mean, I'm not walking it back, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not taking back. It's a dumb thing to say. Um, yeah. But it's 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 good intentions expressed very selfishly. I think it's yeah. It's I I see my friend hurting. I don't w- want to see my friend hurting. Therefore, I must fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you can't though. Like, how how are you gonna fix this one? Um, yeah, you can't fix it. 
you will see them one day in heaven, but you can't fix this one. Yeah. And it's it's okay to not be okay. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> mourn w- with those that mourn and, and actually mourn and be sad together. Mm-hmm. And don't try and fix it because there's some things you just can't fix. Yeah. And before I need a fix, I need someone to just be there. Yeah. Yeah. I God, mean, that's just really need another angel in heaven. That's that's not even how angels works. That's <laughs> that's a poor understanding of angelology. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's we don't become angels, and that would actually right. be a downgrade for us. We become higher than the angels. Don't downgrade a child to angel status. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm getting it is, all jazzed up. Don't say dumb it is, stuff at funerals, people. It is okay to not be okay. Yeah, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, I mean, especially. I mean, I feel like honestly, it's better not in Christian culture. Mm-hmm. The the mourning mm-hmm. of deaths right. because, like, you know, people who aren't Christians they don't have that hope. So it's just like. You know, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's a different it's God a different did not thing. Match up your child, but like, as Christians, yeah. um, it is okay to be mm-hmm. not okay, and yeah. it's it is mm-hmm. meant to we are meant to mourn things right. that are sad, and yeah, and people mourn different too. Um, I think there's healthy ways of doing it and non-healthy, but people do that different. I know people that they don't cry. Um, and, and, and that's just, that's not how they mourn. That's not how they're sad. They just don't do it. Mm-hmm. That is not me. I am a crier. I will cry. I cry at the, uh, chroma glasses things every time or the military people come home and surprise. Yeah. For the colorblind people that put them on. I thought those every, were fake. <laughs> no, no, no. Just the Logan Paul one. No, they're actually, they're real. Uh-huh. And, and it's like. I cried. I cried those every time. And I'm yeah. like, you can see color now. <laughs> or um, when mom and dads come home from the military and surprise their children, and I just every time, mm-hmm. just it's weird. Sometimes like I need a good cry. Chroma glasses, military man. Yeah. Um, but some people don't do that, and that's fine. But if 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 a person's at that place of thinking like I need a cry, but I can't get out of a man or anything like that, mm-hmm. just let out manly tears. Like do it. You cook a steak and then cry over it. You know, like, do what you got to do. Like, it's right. okay to do this and to mourn and be sad, but, like, yeah, don't bottle it up. Bottling it up is the worst thing you can do. I found, like, for me personally, this is, like, a recent discovery. Mm-hmm. I, my sister always gets on to me because, like, I, I mean, I cry. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, in the moment, I cry a lot of times, but mm-hmm. it's typically for, like, dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But like me pulling your leg hair, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Stop. <laughs> but like, there's a like I feel like my emotional my emotions just mm-hmm. don't kick in like immediately. Maybe yep. it's because I bottle stuff off like unconsciously. But mm-hmm. uh, like I find like months later, I'll, it'll just like hit me mm-hmm. when I have time to just like think. Yeah, and then I'll just like sob sob it yeah. out and it's weird but sorry that's just a recent discovery yeah. i made about myself no yeah no i think that's good though to understand that you need time to process things and mm-hmm. kind of think through it so yeah yeah i wish i wish that 
Um, and I know someone else like this too, and we were talking about it the other day, and we were like, just wish that we had the the emotions to just like deal with it immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> and just to like know what you're feeling immediately mm-hmm. and it not have to take a long time. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that's just I a, think, it's a man thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really. No, that, I mean, that sounds terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did I just say, <laughs> I think, um, you know, I said this about the dog and I, I know the dog is not the same as children and family. So please don't, at me uh <laughs> but it 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 hurt because the dog meant a ton to me yeah and that it it's i that day that i actually had to slow down and think about it it didn't all just like fix then i mean i came in the other day and i was just like oh a dog's gonna poke her head up and then and i was like nope it's not and i opened the door and i was like yep still here so Mm-hmm. And then I had to throw our blankets away a week or two after because they were gross. There's no other way. To, <laughs> they, they were disgusting. So they, I, I washed them the day it happened, and they still smelled like dog, but not the kind of brings back fond memories, but they smelled like dog. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, the hair of a decade of dog had been Ugh. infinitely woven into this blanket. And I was like, <laughs> gosh, this is not how I want to remember her. Just like, Oh, here's her blanket. <laughs> so, um, but that, I mean, that was hard. I was like walking her blankets two weeks after it happened to the dumpster. And I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is fine. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, everyone copes different and just, I don't know. As far as, as as that goes, I guess the two things for Christians, I think, are it's okay to be sad to take time and process things. Mm-hmm. And then this is also a part of Christianity that costs people stuff because you have to give up time and your own dumb brain that wants to fix things to just mourn with someone. Mm-hmm. And Christianity costs a lot. And it's worth it, but it costs a lot. And this is one of those costs to be able to sit with a person and say, things aren't okay. Also, I'm here. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. No, I've heard so many weird funeral things. Just like. It's bad. It's bad. Like everyone's sad. Okay, so here's here's my this is very dark humor at this point. Here's my wishes for my funeral. Gosh. First of all, I want to make it clear. During my funeral, I expect to be dead. So like whatever I asked for beforehand, right. you just tell me whatever I want to hear. I don't care. I'm I I imagine if it's old age, I'm going to ask for some really senile stuff. You don't have to honor those wishes. You're finally like, be sure you invite the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I called him. I he said he'd be there. You know, whatever. I'll be dead. Funerals aren't for me. They're for you guys. Um, don't yep. just don't just don't have open mic night. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't. Yeah. Don't do that. Here's here's um. Oh. In high school, there was a a guy who got in a a car accident and died. Um, and this is it was a very formative moment for, for, for me in future funerals I'll have to do at some point of I will never have an open 
a mic to tell stories because they invited the whole school. Oh. Okay, so there's a bunch of 16, 16-year-olds. 16 it was Brenda, wasn't it? 16-year-olds <laughs> who have been told they can come up and share stories about this person. Um, and it's just like, if you're 16 and pay attention to this podcast, thank you for paying attention to this podcast, but mm-hmm. you have an ego and you don't know it. No, I'm different. That's what I mean. Is it, <laughs> that your first instinct was indeed to push back and say, no, that's everyone else. It's not me. It's you, Scooter. It's fine. It's going to be okay. I got through it. I'm not working through, through it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not working through it now. No, I'm like we'll all get there. It'll be cool, and I love you, support you as family. But you got an ego. So there's like 216 year olds who are at a funeral with his family in the front row, who are now trying to make this as much about them as they hear can. It. I don't want to hear and it. And so, like, at some point, I, <laughs> I was sitting next to a friend of mine who both of us just got to a point of staring at each other, going like. Uh, what is happening? And it finally got to a point that a person gets up and says, I'd like to share a poem I wrote just now. <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> no! Oh. No, 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 no! <laughs> and, like, it ended <laughs> ended with, and I don't understand why God had to take him away or something. And it's just like, his family's right there. Yeah. You had one class with him two years ago. You don't know him. Like, you don't. Yeah. And I'm just like, so I could hear the pastor, like, whooshing in. Like, well, thank you, everyone, for coming. We're going to not end on that dumb note. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. And it was at that point I thought, I will never have an open mic funeral ever again. Since when is that a good idea? I don't know. I've heard of others. Like, I know, um... Some people that have gone to funerals and, like, no one had anything nice to say, which is another good reason to not have... A funeral. Open mic funerals. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could v- a Viking burial me, that'd be hardcore. Dude, send me off, like, yeah, yeah but don't. Here. But don't tell anyone. I mean, just bring a bow and arrow and l- just light it. He wants this. Let you see what happens. One last prank. <laughs> Got him. So, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't do open mic funerals. Don't. I feel like the best way to do it is at a funeral I was at mm-hmm. for someone. I, I didn't know him too well, but mm-hmm. the parents, they there's like pen and paper yeah. out. Yeah. So you could write down your... Right. Like a story that you, right. you know, had with them, like right. a moment you shared with them, whether it was big or small, right? And just, you know, give it to them so right. they can read it and throw it away if they deem it. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is this garbage? <laughs> so they don't have to. One day we were smoking together. Like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Screen that story. Out we go. <laughs> there we were. Yeah. In the middle. Of <laughs> but I feel like that's a good way to do it. It yeah. still allows yeah. people to express, like. Right. You know, right. this is a good memory I had yeah. with him. And I mean, those are like campfire go. stories that, I mean, they yeah. need to be told. Right. The context of the funeral is not the time to tell them. They're, right. They're good stories that, you know, friends get together and actually talk about the fun stuff. I mean, I did that to the dog because it's like, that is how I want to remember the dog of, of these times where she shredded all the couches on the back porch and then pulled out a chair and slept on the table and it was like oh and ate my passport which sounds like i'm making it up and i'm not she definitely ate my passport um (laughs) and i came home and she's just like so cute asleep on the table 
it's a tall table. Yeah. And there's like shreds of couch, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> can't clean this up fast enough. The parents are walking in right now. Yeah. And wow. she looked really cute, and I'm like, I need to tell that story because it was funny. Yeah. But it's important. I, I wouldn't have. I mean, if I had a funeral for the dog, first of all, not gonna happen. Um, that wouldn't have been the time I told that. Like, <laughs> there she was, misbehaving, poop everywhere. Like, that's mm-hmm. not the time. Those, I mean, it goes back know. to like, once again, uh, <coughs> Project Joy and the the mm-hmm. verse we read about. Yeah. Making these monuments yeah. um, to memories mm-hmm. and to look forward. I, yeah, to, yeah. Look forward. to look and forward. And that's forward. and that's a a good thing because mm-hmm. that is a memory that yeah that at the time brought you joy. <laughs> well I mean ish. <laughs> it brought me laughter, laughter followed by punishment, followed by anxiety, and then back to laughter. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I gonna do? Um I can't like, eat the couch. But it's a it's a memory. It's important to yeah you know have these memories. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So well, this has been a slightly different episode. Yes, um, it has. We we there's been a lot of participation with Project Joy 365. So we do get the notifications. Keep those coming. Uh, I do go through most of them as much as as many as I can, um, and I'm really enjoying them. Just watching people find the joy in their day-to-day and how God is still moving. So mm-hmm. keep that up and be sure to go to thegospelpost.com slash projectjoy365 um, to see updates on how everyone's doing, meet new friends and all that. So, um, yeah. And also, if there's an interest in asking us questions as we get closer to our episode 100 I'm going to start calling it the extravaganza because then we have to plan something. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's going to be great. Yeah, but we if don't have anything planned. If there's questions, we're planning soon. Yes. If, if there's questions or just writing in to say hi, go to thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special, fill out mm-hmm. the form at the bottom, and uh, come talk to us, and we, we will more than likely um, answer your question. Right. To the guy who sent me 20 paragraphs on three different contact forms, I may not be able to get to your question because I can't read it. Um, did what? I show you that one? No. I'll show you it afterwards. <laughs> it was really interesting. Yeah. It's just a lot to go through. So Right. That may take me a bit. I'm not ignoring it is what I'm trying to say, and it came out very insensitive. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, Caleb, are we on social media? Yeah. Um, you can go follow us at Nobody Special Podcasts. On Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Twitter? Right there. Uh, no. Tumblr. <laughs> what is Tumblr? We had what this is, conversation. Oh, yeah, the other you don't day. know what Tumblr is. Uh, um, but yeah, go follow us on social media. And Tumblr is if the internet took a big poop. Well, I may cut that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to let that sit. But for seriously, a bit. yeah, that's the same thing with Tumblr. <laughs> but uh, go follow us on social media mm-hmm. if you want to see what we're up to, or um, we post, you know, when an episode's out mm-hmm. on YouTube or on podcast. Podcast. I was like, what is Pod it? what is it called? Providers. Um, Podviders. Yeah. And uh, go give us writers. five five stars on iTunes and uh, like like the videos and watch them on YouTube and subscribe if you if you want to uh, sign yourself up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, hit the subscribe is. on the YouTube channel because uh, 2020 
one of my personal goals is Gospel Outpost is going to start putting more things on the YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. uh, go subscribe to that, and it's going to be pretty sweet. So Yes. Well, Caleb, I think that is going to do it for us today. So I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. Special.